Hello and welcome to the Back MPG Cast. <laughs> I'm your host, Mason Grody. We got Brian Cole. We got Brent Sin Kenton. And, you know, we're talking about magic stuff, I think, today. We got we have some topics. We have a couple topics. I think uh, what some of us have been playing in general, uh, what we think about formats and just jibber-jabber about whatever we're thinking about. And we have a big tournament that we're hosting. We're hosting our first tournament. It's exciting. Um, it's going to be the Death Shadow Showdown. Do we do we want to get into details later on that and and the podcast? I think since we're bringing it up now, I think we can go over it now and then again later. Sure, sure. Do we wouldn't just want to discuss the rules or what? I guess we just what it is. Right? Yeah, yeah. See, they're acting like this was so impromptu, but I promise you, we have a storyboard up for this we are so freaking prepared for our podcast we got slow charts yeah. talking about crazy possibilities yeah. um, <laughs> we definitely didn't just spend like half an hour uh talking about what we're gonna do anyway uh yeah so should we just start with the rules then yeah let's go over the rules first okay well should we do the rules or first be like this is what we're doing and these are the rules so this is what we're doing, and these are the rules. So we are doing a shadow showcase where every person in the tournament, this tournament will be run through MTG Melee. So if you don't have an account and you're interested in signing up, you go and you need to make an account, you sign up there. And we're going to run it on the MTGO client, not in paper. So essentially, it's everybody bringing together a death shadow deck of their choosing, of their brewing, Um and they're going to go head to head. We decided Shadow because Shadow generally makes for the most interesting mirror matches. There's a lot of like maneuvering that you have to do as a Shadow player to like win those games. So uh, we thought it would be really fun to have you guys kind of go creative and come together and think of a deck that is going to take down the entire tournament. But I'll let Brian, who has been doing most of the organizing, continue with what to yeah. expect. Uh, I also think it was. Even though we initially had the idea before we saw all the spoilers, but uh, it's also because for the first time in a long time, Death Shadow is getting a bunch of new cards uh, that it can play with. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is a fun uh, way to test some of those out as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'll get into the nitty gritty here uh, for how the tournament's going to work. Um, so we wanted to leave as much room for brewing as possible, but still keep to the spirit of Death Shadow. We wanted people to be casting Death Shadows and uh, dealing with the fun combat math that comes with playing Death Shadow Mirrors. So um, in order to facilitate that and allow as much brewing as possible, the deck construction rules are as follows. Uh, must be a modern legal deck. Uh, first of all, uh, it must contain four copies of Death Shadow, four copies of Street Wraith, four copies of Thoughtseize, and it can have up to 18 lands, uh, 15 of which have to diminish your life total in some way. Uh, so that means that we are counting fetches, shocks, uh, canopy lands, or horizon canopy lands. lands, horizon lands. Uh, and the new Agonim's Awakening or anything from that cycle yeah, uh, all qualify uh, towards those 15 lands that diminish your life total. Um, 
and anything similar to that that I'm forgetting. Um, other than that, we have a small ban- additional ban list uh, of, I almost said Autumn's Veil. Vale. Veil of Summer. Veil of Summer. <laughs> vale of summer uh, and the Dredge Mechanic, uh, because those make Death Shadow a sad shade. Oh, I like that. I, I like that, too. I like that a lot. <laughs> um, but other than that, it's totally wide open. Uh, you can brew as much as you want. You can just play a stock list uh, if you want. Maybe just pre-board your stock list for the mirror, um, or you can brew up something totally spicy, uh, whatever you want. Uh, but something I can guarantee you should probably be playing four scourges as well, even though it's not a requirement. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that that card is already very good for the shadow decks. I think they've gotten another amazing tool, and now that you have two players that want to be at low life totals, I think it gets even better. So yeah, I think that. This is going to be really cool. Also, I I don't think we said this, but we're also going to be choosing a feature match every round and streaming it on Twitch while Ryan and I will actually give commentary and color commentary of the match. Get your name out there. Get your brand out there, whatever you guys want to do. But, yeah, it should be a ton of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. But if you guys also kind of want to go over, like, the the tips and tricks at this point or no? Do we save that for later? So that way they have to listen to more of our podcast. (laughs) We could save it for later. I don't know. But, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, it feels weird to save it for later, though. I mean, that's yeah. We're six yeah. minutes in right now. If we give it away, we're gonna have like a mass exodus at the ten minute mark. Oh man. Let's uh, let's let's pace ourselves because I don't want to get too heated up because we could just blow our load and tell them everything. Right. And we don't want to tell them basically my deck because I think my deck's gonna be. Okay. Really good, but yeah. sure. But uh, I mean, we can do it. We can do it well, little by we, little. We, we can start with the with the level one. Level one. Level one tech. Yeah, um, I think level one tech would be. Um, Don't play TBR. Yeah, sure. You're the one before we yeah. started this, not to tell everyone that. Right, I know. So uh, I was going to say maybe like a, take a, I already already gave one away. You don't have to say anything. Yeah, now. like a like a pre-boarded. <laughs> this is um, what I meant when I said pace ourselves because we're just going to plumb our lord and you just did that. No, I think I think don't play TBR is like anybody that has any kind of play with a mid-range deck knows to not play TBR. I think that's pretty entry-level things. Um, for those of you, honestly, I said that I wasn't going to say it, but... TBR gets really, really messy in Shadow Mirrors um, because of how board state action checks work. Like, if you're new to Shadow or you haven't played a lot of Shadow or you're not really sure how combat math works, you always have to over-assign damage to the Death Shadow or the Scourge that actually will... So, like, you have to make sure to kill it. So, you instead of... Like, if you're if your opponent's at 8 life and the Shadow's a 5-5 five, five, and you're attacking with a 7... Like, you can actually, when you TBR, you have to put six points on the shadow in order to kill it. Uh, because otherwise, the next time board state actions check, the five damage actually didn't kill it because he's now taken two more damage, and now it's a 7-7 seven, seven instead, and you actually lose your shadow in the process. So it's like this super convoluted thing that not a lot of people think about that don't play shadow. So I think TBR, because of the amount of removal and because of the size of the creatures, you're not going to want to play that card. I think that you should, if you're going to want to gravitate towards red, think about other cards that you could use um, that could be more advantageous than that. Right. 
Yeah, so I think the level one would be to take a stock Death Shadow list and then just pre-board it for the mirror. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which I probably shouldn't say what that looks like. Uh, I mean, people can look up deck guides. I, I was so if I was going to play in this tournament, I was going to become a much more threat heavy mm-hmm. shadow deck. Like I was going to have I think what my at my like stock list was was it was four Death Shadow, four Scourge, two Angler, two Snaps, two Magmatic Channelers. So it was like a pretty threat heavy Death Shadow deck. But that would allow me to like kind of manipulate the top of my library. I think Gurmagang. Oh, I'm not gonna go into that. Yeah, don't don't go into too too many. Games. Yeah, I know. When, when you get me talking about Shadow, it's like the only thing in Magic that like I love. So like I just want to talk about it. My um, and we're gonna we're gonna end the podcast with all of our sweet tech that we've come up with. Even though we're at least Brinson and I will be commentating and not playing. Yeah, yeah doesn't I, mean I, we didn't brew. I I will I will be playing. <laughs> I will, I will be. I, I I came up with that same well, a very simple mindset of I should be running more threats because there's going to be so much removal. Right. So like I mm-hmm. I need to f- close out the game throughout this like storm of removal that's going to be happening. Yeah, I think <coughs> the last level one tech I think is to make sure that you have some threats that don't die to push. Yeah. Just. I mean, you got street raids, baby. Because I 100% guarantee almost, well, okay. If you're not running four push in your deck, you're running four seven scourge. Or six. Yeah. Then you're probably messing up. <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. So the next level one thing is have something that doesn't die to push. But hard cast or street raids, baby. <laughs> I mean, there is that. It's built right. Low key, Street Wraith ends up being like one of the best cards in Street Wraith matchups, just because Swamp Walk is a very relevant lineup tag. And you can't right. push the boys. It's, yeah, it's just, you got to dismember them. And yeah. honestly, that doesn't feel great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So that's our little teaser for uh, the type of. You have a lot of information tips. for a little teaser. That was dude. Oh. I got I got a lot of tech. I'm going to share because, like I said, I'm not playing. I don't give a crap. Oh, don't give it all. Don't give it all. I away. mean, I'm, I'm not going to give anyone else's tech that has already talked to me about it. Because okay. if you're a member of our Discord, we announced this a week ago in our disc to our Discord members to give them a bit of a heads up. Um, check out our Discord. Yeah. Yeah, so check out our Discord to get a uh, get that firsthand info. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so our other topics for the day. Uh, oh, oh God, I'm so fucking good at transitions. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it, it's kind of just a free form of talking about like what we want to talk about. I know. I don't want to leave Brinson completely out of it. We don't have to talk too too much about it. But I'm really excited. You know, we just played that set roulette thing, that the Mythic Society thing. Yeah, how'd that go? Oh, Uh-oh. we don't talk about Dude, that. <laughs> Will you just talk about how how well we pinned down what the meta was going to be yeah. and how good my deck choice was? Yeah, we don't have to talk about results. Yeah, we yeah, all, but like what were we they? all know. We all we all know how big of a trap results orientated thinking can yeah. be. <laughs> results, yeah, are but like for the fans, now. guys, what were they? what were they? <laughs> well, I won a match, <laughs> so that was cool. I did not. <laughs> yeah, 
I did not win a match. That was rough. So I'd, I'd say 75% of the tournament was the deck that I called it was going to be and that my deck had... I, I don't know if we ever lost that matchup. I don't think Mono Red ever lost to Valakut no. in a match. No. I think there was like the occasional game win for Valakut, but... Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. For the listeners, the big the big decks that we figured is for sure. They don't even know what's going on. I know we so have set de- roulette. Yeah, set roulette is this thing that Mythic Society is running through MTG Melee, and uh, they come out with one tournament a, a month, and a week prior they come out with six sets that are legal, and then you get a week to brew with those six sets. Mm-hmm. Um, and this last one. Uh, what well, we had Zendikar, Eldritch Moon, Addison Restored, Eventide, Core Eleven, Core Eleven, uh, Guild Pack. Am I missing any? No, that's that six. Six? That six. So we figured out Valakut and Primeval Titan were legal in this set, and by no surprise, that was one of yeah. the best decks. Not to mention Harrow, Birds of Paradise, Oracle of Moldaya, yeah. Oracle Moldaya, yeah, Destruction Force. It's all the ramp. Just gruel signet. And, yeah. And then burn was the other thing. There was yeah. lightning bolt, goblin guide. There's insane amount of burn. Vexing yeah. devil too, right? You had vexing yeah, devil? Yeah, vexing devil, thunderous wrath. Yeah. Which, you know, when you're dealing with... Collective limited, defiance. Collected, yeah, with collective defiance and... uh Bed- about that Bedlam Reveler to help you not get too punished by running the miracle card in your deck. Yeah, uh, Mono Red was good. Figure Destiny, it was, it was gross. Uh, so yeah, but then there was also Baneslayer Angel in the format. Baneslayer Angel, which, Mana Leak. So it seemed like there was some sort of control deck that was able to. There was like Jess Guy. There's Blue White. That was kind of wonky and Esper. I was really high on Esper because uh, Collective Brutality seemed really mm-hmm. really good. But, yeah, uh, the. We went we went deep, me and Mason. Yeah. We did a lot of testing. And uh, if anyone else had done that much, they would have come to the conclusion that there was a... Nothing else mattered, There, but there was a rock, paper, scissors between Mono Red, Valakut, and Baneslayer decks. Mm-hmm. No matter how you built your Baneslayer deck, it trashed Mono Red. Um, and there wasn't a whole lot Mono Red could do about it, though it did have Combust and... Yeah. So wither creature life gain, yeah. the wither creature and the ley line, which wasn't good. Yeah, ley line was bad. Ley but anyway, was a trap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like Monterey could combat it, but it was still no matter what Monterey did, Bane Slayer decks tended to, especially if they had collect brutality as well. Uh, but I kind of figured no one else would go deep enough to figure that out. Uh, by the way, that deck still just lost Valkyrie. So. Yeah. I chose Mono Red, assuming everyone would be on Valakut, because it jumped right at you as soon as you looked at the sets. <laughs> and I was right, but I played against the people not playing Valakut and also flooded like a mother. Which is not good. Yeah. It's not good. I took the other route, thinking that Mono Red was also very obvious, and within our little testing, realizing that Burn just smashed Valakut. So I was thinking, I'm just going to take a guess and think that uh, Mono Red's going to be the, the hotness. And I did my my brew black-white mid-range with an insane amount of life gain. And I just played against Valka two times in a row, and I dropped after I got smashed. So. Yeah. 
So I do want to say, though, that a lot of this testing that these guys did for this tournament, I think is actually insightful to how you should go about testing for like actual big tournaments. Mm -hmm. It's like you try to pin down the meta, you try and figure out what beats the meta deck, you try and figure out like what the meta actually is, what like the rock, paper, scissors is. And then when you're done with all that testing, just play the fucking meta deck. Yeah. you're not doing yourself favors you're not smart you're not going to be creative enough just play the meta deck <laughs> I, I still have to learn that yeah. I still yeah. need to I do too but like <laughs> well I I do think that playing uh, playing Valakut was the wrong the wrong call really because 60% of the field disagrees with you and the results also disagree with you well that's because that's because all, that's all was played yeah, yeah, just like Hogag. <laughs> well, Hogag posts such a good win rate because all the field is Hogag. <laughs> yeah, doesn't mean that the deck isn't good. Like well, I, I, I just think that uh, Mono Red was since everyone went back with Mono Red. I can't. I am very surprised that there. Wasn't I, I thought more there would be. Red. Yeah, that I seems thought crazy to me. I thought Mono Red was almost as obvious, and I thought it would be a mix of Valkyrie and Mono Red. But there was like several. You ran into two Mono White. Decks. Yeah, <laughs> they were, they were yeah. friends. Like, they why? Were, no, they were they were black white, but uh, yeah, they they were clearly friends. They're the exact same seventy five. That was my first two rounds. Uh, one of them I flooded hard against and lost to. The other one I crushed. But and if they're listening to this podcast, um, what were you thinking? <laughs> what what mileage were you hoping to get out of your white weenie Doomblade sideboard deck? Like that's gonna match up real well against primetime. So to, yeah. to put it a little more delicately, my advice to you uh, would be in a format where Valakut is going to exist, uh, you probably want some interaction. Not just brave the elements. Yeah, their only main deck interaction was Brave the Elements and that hag that puts a minus one, minus one counter on the creature. That hag, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> Valakut, don't give a shit about that. Um, well, you can just put a negative one, negative one counter on the Valakut and then it only deals two damage. I believe they had two or three Doom Blades in their side. I don't remember now. But, I mean, I can kind of, I'll be the other opposite spectrum. Like, I, I can see where they're going because I, well, that you need cards. to be aggroing them out and yeah. they weren't. I, I can they weren't quite see doing that. That, that it had, like, some really good pieces for Mono White, or, like, yeah. white, a white weenie deck. But as I was building the deck, it was missing half of what, like, there weren't yeah. as many powerful one drops and two drops. It was just missing. I think the two drop was the real spot that it was missing. Yeah, there was There were good. serviceable one drops. They weren't amazing, yeah. but there was at least the, like, there's the 2-1. Two, two the 2-1, yeah. you know. Yeah, other than that, but, it was... God, the, the two-drop spot. Right, because the... Empty. Thalia's Lieutenant was from Shadows of Innistrad, right? Not Eldritch Moon? Yeah. Um, Thalia's Lieutenant. There was... There was there, I think... No, I think that was legal. I don't think there was... A good enough humans? There wasn't a lot of humans. Oh, was it? Yeah. Because I think I tried to build humans, and it wasn't good. I try to build red white humans, I think, and then no, it's from shadows. A lot of those times from shadows. Oh, there were a lot of humans though. I do remember there was a lot of humans, but it wasn't because like oh, I tried to build humans because there was uh, cavernous souls. Yeah, sure. What about, I think Lancer is from Eldritch Moon. 
That is Lancer. Yes, yes that, it is. Yeah, yeah that, that one lets you go get a legend from your deck. I don't know if we want to talk about too much of the yeah. specifics. Yeah, like that, like, that, that is already it's already dead. gone. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. But I will say it was a ton of fun brewing for it. And um, most of the time, they're not going to have like that abundant of an obvious like they they locked into a modern deck being legal essentially like. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to generally happen. So there's going to be a lot more brewing that actually need to be done for the future formats, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're just going to do a giant plug for Mythic Society, I guess. But that is also part of what inspired us to do this tournament um, because Mythic Society is actually doing a really, <laughs> really good job um, of just a ton of interesting tournaments. They Pre-modern is another format they're supporting yeah. that, <laughs> that format is sick that me and mason have been enjoying uh though we haven't gone as deep in it yet uh, but yet. that's partially because they already have a whole website dedicated to it um that has a bunch of decks and everything right there for you but pre-modern is everything between revised and mirrodin it's everything before modern like between modern and right, so revised. it's so the set starts after revised and before mirrored. I mean, you yeah. can't use any mirroring cards in your deck. Yeah, and then they they have a unique ban list that they had. Um, their goals for the ban list were to one make it unique uh, from like legacy. Uh, so they born ban like brainstorm and force of will. Um. And two, you know, there there was some pretty busted shit. Like they banned uh, Entomb uh, and World Gorger Dragon, uh, and they banned like half the Storm deck. Though you can still play Storm. The only payoff it's like they the left modern bandless, right? <laughs> the only payoff they left you was Brain Freeze, but uh, it is still technically possible to play Storm. But just like in modern, it's neutered pretty hard. But yeah, there's there's a lot of sweet decks. I'm on Reanimator because you still have Exhum, Putrid Imp, Animate Dead, Reanimate, the blue Faithless Looting. Careful study. Careful study. Uh, and you get to play much more interesting targets than Gristlebrand because Gristlebrand's not there. Uh, so you got like Force of Force of Nature. Yeah. <laughs> They're not forcing Verdant Force. Verdant Force. Verdant Force. The one that makes yeah. one ones. Yeah. Every not the one that hits you for eight in the face if you don't pay five green. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that seems bad. Yeah. <laughs> Acroma. Uh, but yeah, and th- there's a lot of other sweet decks. Wait, you can play Phage in your reanimator deck. Ah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Broke it. We're done here. I think Stifle's legal in there. Yeah, sure is. Since Scourge. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Stifle Knot is also a deck. Stifle oh, Stifle. Oh, my God. I'm playing in this event. I yeah, play it. It's every, it's every Wednesday, 6 o'clock. Yeah, so I love it because I played back then. I played Extended. Uh, it's a little different because Extended had dual lands. So, like, you actually went back to Revise back then. Uh, but Dark Ritual was banned. And it's not banned in this. They didn't know what they were doing. Give me Dark Ritual. Anyway. <laughs> I want to play Stifle Knot. I built Stifle Knot in paper like six years ago, and it was so much fun. Dude, this format is super fun. I don't know if it's... I, I really like my deck, too. 
It's super, yeah. it's super funky, but just green, white. I know what you're doing. Yeah. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. Green, green, white. It's heavy land tax and it plays a bunch of enchantments and stuff. So it plays for uh, Enlightened Tutor. And it's it's all about blowing up lands. It's all Armageddon. Yeah, Armageddon. Armageddon's <laughs> Catastrophe. Cataclysm. Cataclysm. Yeah. And then you play what? Terravor, is it? Yeah. Terravor. And then a couple of threshold creatures like nimble my, mongoose nimble mongoose is a fucking all-star yeah love that card <laughs> yeah give them the three three beatdowns, baby that's that's how you do it that's how you do it yeah yeah that deck oh deck is sweet really can you like go it. o2 with it though um the first time i played it yes yeah, yeah. last last week i went i got we both went three and one yeah we wait both, did you really yeah we both yeah. went three and one last week yeah dope what did you yeah. lose to uh, I actually don't care. What did I, you lose to? I lost the- <laughs> <laughs> no, the, it's probably the best combo deck in the format. It's uh, uh, is it the uh, Phyrexian uh, combo devourer? Combo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Phyrexian devourer because they didn't know how to how to word cards back then. No, yeah. so it has uh, you can exile the top card of your library. Um, that's the only cost to use the ability, and then it gets plus X plus X, where X is the converted mana cost. Um, and then it has when it has power seven or more, yeah, sacrifice is it seven it. or six. It's seven, okay. but that it. ability uses the stack. Yeah, yeah, but it goes on the stack, so you can just keep responding to it, exile your whole library if you need to, make it infinitely huge, and then you either have. It's Phyrexian Altar, right? Yes. Yeah, Phyrexian Altar to sack it to mill your opponent out. Um, or you can fling it. Fling it is the other. Okay, because I was actually going to say. Then, then he, they have Tinker. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, isn't so, Stifle not really good against that deck then? Because if they go for like the the mill one, you just like counter that activated ability. Right. Yeah, there's also Gaia's something, whatever that sorcery is. That if Gaia's it, Blessing. Blessing. Gaia's Blessing, if he gets milled, like that's a card that lands plays. So that's why they have to have Fling. Okay. Because, um, yeah, milling doesn't always work in that form. Right. Yep. Yeah. But Dope. Yeah, yeah, the, the deck... I've, I lost to it. I want to play this format. I played this format. It's really sweet. Uh, it the, is really sweet. The deck I lost to also seems fun. It's just green, white, enchantress. And yeah. I, I got stomped by it the first match, but then my last match, I fucking those two-owed were, it. Yeah, those were the two. Those, that, were, those are the two decks I lost to yeah. the first that first tournament I did. The enchantress deck seems really good. Yeah, seems I, quite I good. basically yeah. just lost Elephant Grass. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's what you get for playing yeah. fucking Gorgon. <laughs> yeah, dude. I need. I don't know. I need to. I need to dig a little deeper on the, in the format. Find an answers I can play. But yeah, the my first the first tournament, I had no relevant sideboard cards. I took uh, I took their generic reanimator list off their website, and I just kind of I tweaked the main deck a bit just to. Because I played Reanimator back then, I had my own tech already uh, that I wanted to play. I'm not going to give out my tech yet, but yeah, but I did. All I, you pre-modern freaks I, out there, yeah, <laughs> I trusted their sideboard though, only to find out that there were like two relevant fucking cards in the whole thing. Uh, but I'm not upset. But anyway, so like- yeah, second <laughs> tournament, I built a relevant sideboard and did much better. Yeah. 
What's the website called to like find their their meta? Is it just on um, the Mythic Society? If you go, if you find one of the pre-modern tournaments from the Mythic Society, they have links in there. I don't remember what it was. That, I think I might have just Googled pre-modern decks. Yeah. And it came up with the Mythic Society tournament results and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, but they, there's like a, I don't think it's Mythic Society. I think there's actually like a. It's called Pre-Modern Magic. Yeah. So what's the URL for everyone that's. Uh, it's P-R-E-M-O-D-E-R-N-M-A-G-I-C, premodernmagic.com. Okay. You don't gotta be a dick about yeah, it. Yeah, that kind of sounded Jeez. a little rude, but uh, <laughs> I, I totally didn't mean it to. Gonna <laughs> let it pass. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's every Wednesday. I, I legitimately bought a calendar, a dry erase board calendar, and that was one of the first things I put in my calendar every Wednesday, <laughs> 6 p.m. Free Modern. Um, the set roulettes set should be coming out soon. Yeah, isn't it gonna be this coming Thursday? I think it comes out on a weekend, doesn't it? Coming out on a mm-hmm. Friday or something? I don't know. It's it's, it's either this coming week that we're getting the sets, right? Is it next week? It's either next week or the following week. Yeah. No later than that. I can't remember. Which yeah. I'm super stoked about. Let's just not. I don't. Valk is just a dumbass card. I just I yeah. Want to deal with that. I was I was a little disappointed. I was I was somewhat disappointed with. How obvious of decks there were this time. Yeah. Yeah. Like Valaku like half of the when Valaku was standard legal, M eleven was standard legal. Like so like half the deck of the standard legal version was just there. Was just that deck. Yeah. And then it, then there was just all these obvious upgrades. So though uh I will say that, you know, people they get a little spicy. There were some interesting takes on the Valakut deck a little bit, but yeah. in the end, it was still just Valakut. Yeah. So yeah. 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 I'm I'm biased. I'm not I'm not a fan of it. But I've been known to play it. I don't like it. Yeah, I was like, and you're a big mana guy. Yeah, yeah. I only like it winning. doesn't play like other big mana decks though. No. I mean sometimes it does. Sometimes it's just like, well, I have a bigger thing than you, but Yeah. Yeah, there are some really sweet decks in pre-modern. Oh yeah, there are. There's a lot. Yeah, they're, they're all sweet. Yeah, there's sweet control decks. There's yeah, I, I still haven't found Stifle Knot, which is really really bothering me. Yeah, it's not in here. Every archetype Weird. is represented in pre-modern. So yeah, there's there's some pretty sweet looking control decks. There's a lot of combo decks, and then like yeah. there's some really good control. I already said control decks. It's a really good aggro decks too. Yeah. There's Sly. There's Goblin. Yeah. There's Sly. (laughs) (laughs) Goblin. Rebels too. There's Rebels. Rebels, yeah. I played against Rakdos. Some Rakdos aggro deck last week. I mean, Terminate, the two best removal spells... In this format, our swords of plowshares and terminate. So, yeah, everything else is so much worse. Yeah, that's part of why reanimator has been good because the control decks. I played against two control decks last time. One of them wasn't even running white, so they had no good answers uh, to any of my stuff. The other one had white, so they had swords and they had wrath of god, but still just 
Not good enough. Yeah, Swords seems like a must. Yeah. Edict effects seem like they would be really good. I don't know well, how many that, you have. Well, in this Edict sometimes is good against Reanimator, but there is Putrid Imp, first of all, which is my turn one play, like, hack the games uh, to protect you from it. And then there's the... We were just talking about it. The green guy that makes sapling every turn. Yeah. Builds in your protection for... That's true. That's yeah. pretty much why that's one of the main targets. I was just... It also, I beat... The one game I, I beat the uh, Artifact, Phyrexian Dreadnought, or whatever, combo deck. Uh, he had Snaring Bridge out, and I had Null Rods. <laughs> so we were both kind of staring at each other, but he couldn't he couldn't quite get down to zero cards, so I had a bunch of Sapling tokens that killed him. I also reanimated his Dreadnought, and that was another 1-1 one, one for me. <laughs> nice. We were... Well, you can and you can swing and then activate it. Yeah, yeah. But just hopefully not a big boy to make you have to sacrifice it. Right. I, I never bothered, but we just wanted because I was like, I either I get like one or two extra damage in, or I kill my boy. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't. Yeah, doesn't it seems worth it. it. <laughs> I, I guess I'm just like thinking of the most recent because I played the Enchantress deck twice, and the peskiest thing was the the two drop the zero one shroud yeah yeah man it's just like, can't fucking get rid of that thing yeah i also i messed up so that first turn i did and i lost them it was also partially because i left in all my um gorgons thinking i would be able to kill their enchantress mm-hmm. and then i kept a hand because i had that and i was like well as long as they can't keep enchantress up i'm good to go and then it's shroud yep yeah yep that makes a card really good. Mm-hmm. Shroud is a nice ability. Yeah. Hollering at my you don't, boy. You don't see it that much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talk about power creep, man. Fucking. <laughs> God damn. That card brought me so much joy. I guess maybe because I just didn't. I've never played with it. And just like mm-hmm. satisfying to kill yeah, somebody dude. just with a, a one mana 3 3. Yeah, dude. The, oh. the OG Delver. Oh, so good. That was the tempo threat of choice and legacy for the longest time. I found one. I found a stifle knot deck, but it's old. It's weird. That, did you try to Google pre-modern yeah. decks? Yeah, I did. Because that's like, I found a bunch of lists. I wonder if stifle, stifle knot was definitely in the first, I think it was in the first tournament we were in. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was last week. <clears throat> I don't remember, but... Anyway, it's a sweet format. Um, if you played back then, I guarantee you'll enjoy it. Uh, even if you didn't, it's it's an interesting legacy light. And you can play uh, pretty much whatever archetype you want. Princeton just came in his pants here. Yeah. Uh, it's a blue-white version that plays meddling mage. Hell yeah. Yep. <laughs> An enlightened tutor to go find your dreadnought. And counter spells. And counter spells. This yeah, you get to run sick. actual counter spell people. And mana leak. Oh my god. Also, yeah, if you're if you know the format well enough, also this is an open deck list thing. 
Yeah. Uh, meddling Mage seems good. Yeah, Meddling Mage seems good yeah. with yeah. an open deck list. Yeah. Uh, How old? When did this one come out? Hey, well, it's it's a non-rotating but also non-expanding format. No, so, I completely understand that. I want to find the most updated version I can find because that person's probably put in the most recent, like, rips. finding out where the meta well, is. You can you can go to all the past mythic society tournaments tournaments and, and yeah. see what the meta is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I really want to play in this. You and, should. <clears throat> yeah, and I, I can tell you the meta is Enchantress. One guy on that artifact combo deck. Yeah. A bunch of That guy's combos. crushing it, though, like week after yeah, week. Yeah, he is. Didn't he get first place twice in a row? Yeah. Now? At least, as yeah. far as we know. So be prepared to beat that. Bring your fucking null rods. Bring your disenchants. Whatever you gotta do. This version's got it. This version's got it covered. <clears throat> um... And a uh, bunch of various takes on control. There's lands, and then there's Meow Reanimator and Mason here on his green white Terravore Armageddon. Yeah. Terragon, is that what you call it? Terragon is what I call it, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think that's what I stole that name from some of the first guy's list that I saw. Makes sense. Yeah. I just saw Geddon, and that's what drew me in. Yeah. I was like, I don't know about this whole Terra thing, but Geddon, get me in there. <laughs> Terra, yeah. Terravore, baby. Which is, I think, possibly the worst card in the deck. The worst card in the deck is Terravore. But yeah, that's I mean, not it's saying a, much, probably. It's it's a big boy. If yeah, it through, it you got to have something. Yeah. you got to have something that can actually kill people. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we spent a lot of time on this format i hope i hope our listeners are excited as excited about it as i i wasn't even excited about it until i started looking into it and it looks great yeah the format is awesome like that there's a reason people made this format that was that was like one that was the one of the highest growth periods for magic people were super excited about magic back then because it was awesome uh and we confirm it yeah it's sick yeah, it, it, it it's a good time. Yeah, and then other than that, so I know that we say we're a competitive podcast, but, you know, this is not a great time for competitive magic, uh, which is why we've been playing these weird formats. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I've been playing a really weird format lately, too. Uh, it's it. called Standard. Uh, yeah, yeah, played a lot of that. Uh, it's It's weird, though, because, like, I haven't played standard in probably like a year and um, there's only two decks, which is just, that doesn't seem like a format. That just seems like a dual deck thing, but all the, all the decks have the same card in it. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's kind of unknown. Uro? Uro's Uro's kind of like, it It sounds familiar. Yeah. It's in, it's in a lot of the decks. Like, um, is that the black card? That's racist, dude. Just because he has a weird name, he's <laughs> black. That's uh, that's a little far, right? African American, <laughs> far right. No. Like, yeah, like where the yeah. racist. Uh, yeah. We we shouldn't get political. No, jeez. Uro is a blue and green card, which is good for blue and green because like blue and green hasn't gotten a lot of really good cards lately. So they've been they've been struggling. 
Yeah. So it really needed some help. Yeah. So apparently this card was printed like six months ago, maybe seven months ago. I don't know months ago um and it, it's it's everywhere in that format but i don't think it's leaked over into the other formats yet like historic and pioneer um it's probably not good enough no i don't think it's so. a little standard card yeah so like i I'm, I'm very fortunate that like it's only here but um apparently it's been such an issue that like they're talking about a band tomorrow like a bandless announcement tomorrow but they actually leaked that information already and like the article's already been written like, if you guys want to hear it so you guys can get ahead of it. I was going to say, do you have Wait, it for us? Yeah. Legit? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, this is this is news to me. I'm learning this <laughs> right. on our podcast. So over the past sure. several weeks, the standard metagame has been in an unhealthy state. So we're taking significant steps to rectify it. The two major issues are the dominance of the Simic-based ramp decks featuring Uro and the general overrepresentation of green in the competitive competitive metagame. I can attest to that. I was trying to play like blue black rogues in this format and like it's just not happening. Like you just gotta be playing green. Green with that new Omnath card and this Uro card. Yeah really, I mean, really SCG good. literally all the top twenty five was green. Yeah. And what was it, twenty two of the twenty five were blue green variants. Yes. Yeah. So like Ramp decks featuring Uro have been the most popular and the most winning for the majority of the Zendikar Rising Standard season. Although this has just started, this has culminated with almost 70% of decks at the last two major standard events, including the card Uro. Based on data from high-ranked arena traditional best-of-three play, only one of the other 10 most played decks had a favorable matchup against the Simic-based Ramp decks, and only just about 50%. Ramp decks maintain an average of about 53% non-mirror w- match win rates. That's a lot. Like, that's like those are ban-worthy numbers. So even with the metagame focus on beating them, due to this, Lurus of the Dream Den has now been banned. Oh, finally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, that card has been giving me some troubles. <laughs> they want to they promote deck diversity. So they got to get rid of the problem card. Lurus is the problem card. He's been everywhere. So... Like now we can kind of just culminate together in our ramp utopia. We can, but yeah, we can bust this open now. The format's brand new. We can do yeah. whatever we want. Yeah, I mean, it says right on the card, it's a nightmare. Yeah, so that's that's how I've been dealing with it. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to say I don't care. I think Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I don't care. Something, something. I don't care if you're black or white, as long as it's Uro and it's blue and it's green. Tonight, get it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so again, I'm, I'm, I'm. That was a complete farce. I. They haven't released any of the information. Uro should have been banned months ago, and he hasn't been banned months ago. Um, I, I would be a little upset with Wizards if they only banned him in standard. I think that he is homogenizing every single format that he's in. And I would really like them to just pull the bandaid off and just ban him in every format. I do believe that he is getting banned tomorrow. I think that, you know, they tried to like push it off and be like, well, you know, maybe the format or like the set will change when standard rotates. And I was trying to be optimistic that way too. Like I brewed this black blue rogues deck. Um, It turns out that rogues aren't good when you're putting your opponent's arrows in the graveyard and giving them enough fuel to escape them. Like, it's not good in that in that scenario. And like I was trying to run Cling to Dust. Cling to Dust, baby. It's not <laughs> spoiler, Cling to Dust isn't a good card. Um it, like it's not sorry, it's a good card, it's not good against Uro. And like those are just facts. Like it's it's not where you want to be. So yeah, I, I'm really, really sick of uh this 
this format as a whole. I really want them to change it, but like they continually prove that ramp is the only strategy that they're interested in promoting because new people like ramp strategies. People like casting big, dumb spells. Like the amount of Genesis ultimatums that I've seen resolved in the last five days is more than I ever care to see ever again. I think that if they don't ban multiple cards in standard though, we're just going to be coming back here in a couple weeks or months. Like, you're probably better off banning like Lotus Cobra and Uro straight out the gate, personally speaking. You don't think they're going to do that, though, do you? No. Yeah. No, I, I would be I'd be surprised. But I do agree. If you just ban Uro, Omnath and Cobra are so freaking good together. Yeah. With Fable Passage. Which like, is, I've even seen people playing Evolving Wilds. Yeah. So this is what's wild to me, right, is that Lotus Cobra the first time through wasn't even good enough to see standard play, right? Like it didn't. No, it did. Oh, it did. It did see standard play. Okay. I mean, dude, we had fucking fetches. That's what I'm saying, and that yeah. was with fetches, right? Is that like you had fetches? That it, I... it was facilitating like ridiculous five color decks, but there well, was. I mean, now we have four color. But decks. there were there were uh, yeah there were like a bunch of four and five color decks that were viable, but there were different options. Yeah, and like there wasn't there wasn't just one. So, but anyway, yeah, continue. Yeah, so I think that you are, you need to do something, like, just stop printing good ramp cards. Like, you actually did something really cool, in my opinion, and, like, printed these fun, diverse strategies. Like, there's a black-red, like, sack mid-range deck, which I think is very good. There's a reasonable aggro deck. Mono-red is quite good. But, like, these decks are going to always fall short when the ramp payoffs are vastly better then they're like the constituents that are trying to combat them. Like you can't be an aggro deck and play against Uro and Omnath and think you're going to win when one right. gains you three life every time it enters the battlefield. And the other one gains you four life every time you play your first land for the turn. Right. Especially since they can be curved into so early. Like yeah. Turn, turn three and turn four. They can, they can gain those. Lines. Yeah. And a lot of the times the red decks are going to have a really hard time dealing with a six, six and a four, four that hit the battlefield on turn two and three, like, or three and four. Like it's just, it's unreasonable, honestly. Yeah. Um, the, the deck's way too good at playing Omnath on turn four and then still having a land drop to play Fabled Passage. Yep. And, and then immediately gain the life, get all the mana, play more shit. Well, and against the, ra- against the aggro decks, they don't even have to do that. They just play the land, gain the four life, go to your turn, crack it, go get the land, gain four more life. Sure. Yes. Yikes. Yeah. That, that Omnath is leaking over to Modern, too. Yeah, so I don't know... Why do they keep tacking card draw on freaking every card now oh because people were complaining <laughs> that white cards didn't have enough card draw right. so it's a white mythic it has card draw on um we, we did what you asked for yeah yeah so i will say like overall overall the zendikar rising is a sweet set i think that it's really cool mm-hmm. i think the cards that it's adding to eternal formats knock on wood aren't too broken like i think that they're adding like good archetypes and like cool additions to already existing archetypes I think that's great. But for fuck's sakes, like, stop with the green cards, the draw cards, and ramp, and stop. But, like, other than that, like, Scourge is an awesome card. The the flip land cards are awesome. Like, I think the spell lands are one of the best things to happen to Magic in a super long time. And I'm really excited to see how, like, those develop. But, stop. 
with the ramp cards. Like Cleansing Wildfire I also think is super sweet. Like the fact that we get a land hate card that replaces itself, I think it's dope. But Yeah. I, that one's cool. Let's see, ramp's dead because we have that. Yeah, yeah. We did it. <laughs> Crisis averted. Yeah. It's only like but it's only a matter of time until the ramp decks play that card because it triggers their omnap because it goes and gets yeah. another land. Well that was the other uh, thing that I thought was kind of funny that there's that blue enchantment. It, it's like they thought that would be the safety net. Yeah. For like these landfall crazy strategies. Turns out that if you just allow them to keep lands in their hand to keep. Yeah. Keep getting their triggers. Yeah, that's actually what. <laughs> so I was playing a landfall deck, and one of my opponents played that against me, and I was just like, "Okay, so I'm never gonna get ahead in mana, but like." You're letting me bounce my spell lands back to my hand so I can cast mm. those later in the game. You're always making sure that I have landfall triggers because I have lands in my hand. Like, it's not the worst thing in the world. Like, yeah. honestly, it kind of helps. Yeah. And, like, with, like, Fable Passage, if you want to keep your land drop, you can crack it on their turn. There's also is the new... There's new Harrow. It's instant speed. So... Yeah. You can... It's, it ends up not ramping you, but being neutral. But then you have the land exactly land still. Yep. Um, <clears throat> it it's just not that bad, and the fact that it allows the player to choose which land they want, get back their spell lands and stuff. Yeah, the, I've, I've seen it happen too many times where it just totally backfires. Yeah, it, I've seen that happen a lot, mm-hmm. honestly, and that's fine, I guess. But like. It, I, but I feel like that was what they thought the safety net was going to be for Uro and uh, Omnath. Yeah. It's, like, it's just like, that'll well, keep it under control. It's yeah. fine. We're done here, guys. We did it. Like, yep. We saved the formats. But don't the Uro decks get to play that? I said we saved the formats. We're fine. <laughs> exactly. mm. We need more Rakdos love. Yeah. Scourge is a good, good start. Scourge yeah. is a good start. Scourge is good. Yeah, and it, it's funny. There have been good Rakdos cards. It's just yeah, they've just been getting outshined. Like even Kroxa. Kroxa, for what it does, is a very reasonable, very good mid-range card. It just doesn't matter in a world of Uro. Yeah, like it's so embarrassing against Uro. Yes, you're feeding the Uro. You, like yeah, it, it it never gets you as much as the Uro gets you. Like, but Kroxa is is a great card. Scourge is a great card. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've I've been ranting. I apologize. If they never made Uro and there was just Kroxa, like Kroxa, Kroxa might be. It wouldn't be obviously up to that level of Uro, but it would. People would complain about it. I don't think so. People would be like, "This card is crazy." I I, I think it would. I, it definitely wouldn't be to the level of Uro. Like I think, we need to ban this, but people would be sure. Like, this I, card is insane. So it's really hard for me to Kroxa think. Kroxa is really fucking good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. It is hard for me to think about that because I only know. It's comparison to Uro. Yeah. Because, like, when Imagine I Imagine a world without Uro. Okay. I'm a lot happier. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> Immediately. I'm not this... taking my clinical depression pills. <laughs> Is this therapy? Yeah. Um, no, so it's definitely very, very good. I don't think there's any arguing with that. But, like... Is it complained about? I, I still don't know if I'm it sure, is. I'm sure somebody, like, magic players are known to complain. That's, that's true. That's, all, that's, that's true. I not, mean, like, to the level of 
they're they're just and complaining about it. Yeah, do you think that it's complaining uh, about a lot of the, people hate discounted cuts? Yeah, yeah, I, I, and I get that. Like, so like drawing, it, it can create some awkward play patterns. I will say that as someone who got beat by Crooks yesterday, there are times where it's just like, well, I want to hold on to both of these cards. Yeah, and it like makes my next turn really awkward. And like, I don't want to take three damage next turn plus six. So like, it does make card. It does make it awkward. But it makes interesting decisions. It makes interesting decisions, though. <laughs> and I'm not against that. Yeah. Whereas Uro does not make interesting decisions. Yeah. It's it like, makes Wad fucked. Yeah. No matter what I do, you just feel like you're fucked. Right. So I don't... I, yeah, I think it's complained about, but I don't think it's even still complained about to the degree that Uro is complained yeah, about. It's not even the same. Yeah. They're not in the same. If, yeah, if Groxa is like a 10, Uro is like a... 40, 40 to 50, 40. sure. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with that. It seems, yeah. It's on a whole nother level. But we love Kroxa. We, we do. Because yeah, I still think they could have worded that card better, but it's fine. Like, Well, yeah. I think Kroxa's worded fine. It's just Uro should have been worded closer to Kroxa. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Kroxa yeah. is... Yeah, Kroxa is worded, I guess, perfectly. It's just when you see Uro, you're like, yeah. well, we could have gotten more out of Kroxa. And it's <laughs> yeah. just like, well, no, we, we shouldn't be trying to get more out of Kroxa. We should be trying to get less out of Uro. Right. Like, for what those cards cost, you should be trying to get less out of them. Like, three and two, you shouldn't be getting effects like that. Yeah. I I maintain Kroxa's fine. Yeah. Yeah, we're a Kroxa family. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, Kroxa, like, turn to Kroxa is a really unexciting play. Sure, that's true. Like, I'm never... Even when I'm playing my Crocus's deck, there's not a single Crocus's deck that that's what I want my turn two play to be. Right, that's fair. That's fair. So, I mean... What if, what if you're... What Uro if you're, is not that. Uro's... Always On the turn play. three, it's like, well, sweet. This feels great. What else would I want to do? Yeah. <laughs> Gain three life, draw a card, ramp myself... Yeah, I think I'm gonna play Teferi instead mm. and just draw a card. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. Kroxa, what if what if your turn two is Kroxa and your turn three is three on Earth Turk Kroxa? Do you feel good about that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've got close to that yeah. in the the wow. Arcanist deck, which is sweet and historic and apparently pioneer. Apparently, yeah. it just took down a tournament pioneer. Yeah, I'd be I'd be done playing that deck of pioneer. Yeah, me too. Sweet, that's sweet. That I just forgot Pioneer existed. I kind of did too, honestly. Like after the bands, like people were really excited about it, and then it just like gone. I I I just knew that was got so many toys like at that same time. Yeah, that and like so many people blamed Inverter being dominating. Like this is why it's unpopular. It's like no, it's because of the situation, and he took took away those tournaments, took away the. The mm-hmm. uh, the weekly P- if you say basically. if you finish this thought and say that inverter is fine you're getting back no but it. people were saying inverter is the the main reason why people aren't playing it because the numbers were going down in leagues like significantly yeah and they're like once we ban this people will be excited and play it and that didn't that happened the first week and then people were like oh yeah why am I playing this format and then they stopped playing it <laughs> yeah that's so fair I, I knew that wasn't the reason. Because the, the reason was no tournaments, no reason to prepare. Right. But then why is modern still so popular? People like modern. 
People are invested in modern. Yeah, yeah. I, I personally, I get it. Like modern, modern currently is my favorite format, and it's like yeah. not particularly close. Like I fucking love modern right now. Even with Uro, I love modern right now. Yeah, because Uro's not overly dominating. Stop modern. it! If you say that, they're not going to ban it. It's overly dominant. <laughs> but I. It's everywhere. We all know I hate Uro, but I think it might. It's probably fine for modern and legacy. They're playing it in Tron. <laughs> I'll do it. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't like what's happened to the big mana deck for modern, and that they all kind of blended into one. Yeah, but that's not just Arrow's fault. I think that's that's mostly Dryad's fault. I see way more Uro than Dryad because, like, the control decks get to play Uro and feel fine. Well, yeah, no, but I mean the big mana decks merging into one. Oh, so you're talking about the Titan decks. Yeah, like, there's well, no difference between Titan and... Amulet and Scapeshift. Yeah, Scapeshift. Yeah, sure. I, even, I saw, even Tron's starting to, like, get pushed out. It's just like, we're just going to play this well, yeah color. i mean all, all those big mana decks <laughs> are like tron's worst fucking nightmare yeah like they don't want to go against but uh, i also told you that i i view control decks as big mana decks oh yeah and i i think you're insane yeah i know and i i understand what you're saying i yeah i'm not I, saying that i agree but i you, yeah you explained yourself and i understand the logic but you're wrong okay and that's our show guys Brinson's wrong all the time that that should be our tagline yeah what are you guys excited about in modern oh my god shadow is back on the menu in all sorts of varieties like this scourge card it's everything I hope for like the thing about Shadow for the longest time is, well, Shadow's too threat light. Well, Shadow's too threat light. Like, yeah, Angler's only going to get you so far. And then, like, Scourge is like, yo, dog, hold my beer. And, like, now we have potentially eight Shadows. Yeah. And now we know Scourge is a beer drinker. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, yo, hold my blood. But, like, I don't, I don't, I like to think that he likes to chill with his natty ice and his homies. And, yeah, like, I could see that. Talk about better days. Could see him with a flat brimmed hat. Yeah, and like sunglasses on those fucking ears. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And Agadim's Awakening is pretty cool in the deck too. Agadim's Awakening mm-hmm. is pretty cool. I didn't test it though. Yeah. But I mean, the, you can see some real upside. You get another land that you yeah. can use to play early shadows uh, or late game if you're flooding. You can play like a four mana shadow if you have a dead one in your yard or five mana, get shadow and a scourge. Or Shadow and a Glaive, depending on what version you Yeah, play. I think... I So, with the meta currently being what it is, I believe that Grixis, Death Shadow, and Black Red, just like the super aggro versions, are the two best versions of Shadow. Would be my ass, like my assumption. Uh, let's see here. Decks, Modern... Okay, never mind. Humans is one of the best decks in the format. Do not play Grixis. Don't do it. <laughs> Just yep. main decks and plague engineers, you'll be fine. That's not the issue. You'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> uh, wow, Azorius control. You're you're probably better off playing the black red version at this point. Dear God, the meta's hostile towards Shadow right now. Probably for a reason. Yeah. Probably because everyone was like, let's test out all these shadow variants. And everyone's like, everyone's testing out all these shadow variants. Yeah. Boom. Yep. 
<laughs> I mean, I completely understand why it's happening, but yeah, just like looking at like the top decks, like the only deck that you're actually favored against is Mill, like, and maybe Gruel mid range. Like, if if they don't get a moon down super quickly, you're probably favored there. Speaking of Mill, are are we? Is Mill being respected now? Yeah, I still don't think the deck's good. Yeah, I mean, people are people are definitely trying it. Get that eight crab action on. They're trying it. Some people to the great success. Yeah, some people are crushing with it. Yeah. Uh, so this deck still doesn't. It still just doesn't run. What the hell is it called? Surgical in the main. Mill. Yeah, mill. They used to run surgical. I know they did, but they're not anymore. So you know what that means? Everybody just put a one of fun of Emrakul in your deck. You draw it in your opener, mullet. I actually, so what was that? I was looking at, it was some band control deck, and I realized in their sideboard they play one Kozilek. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. Sweet. Cool. Just So I, I did it myself when I play tests with some funky. So I was actually. Is Kozilek the 10 mana one from the OGs? Y- yes. Kozilek okay. the 10 yeah. mana. So the other one that I also saw was um, they were running Kozilek and Nexus of Fate. So Nexus of Fate just gets them to a point because Nexus of Fate has the replacement effect, so it actually never goes into your graveyard. So like um, Ravenous Trap can get Kozilek, right? Because it's just like, well, trigger on the stack, I'm going to exile your entire yard. You can't do shit about the Nexus. So like you just run the Nexus and eventually you're just like, well, I'm going to take infinite turns now and there's nothing that you can do about it. Like They have to give it seven mana, though. If, if they mill you out before you have seven mana, then you just Then they're going to mill themselves out. Oh, wait, no, no. no it's, do, it's doable. It's quite doable. Yeah. Like, so, uh, at Chimera, which is the LGS that and that's what I, I mostly went to, there there was just, this, there was a mill guy. He's, There's always one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he, he always played mill. Uh, I think he had one other, he had one other deck, but he pretty much always played mill. And uh, I can tell you, it can, it can get there quite quick. Yeah, it can. Especially with... Especially with the crabs now. So, like, yeah, your yeah. turn one is, like, play a land, tap, play a crab, pass turn, get your turn back, play a crab, play a fetch land, crack the fetch, mill 12 cards. Like, yeah. And then, yeah. That's one-fifth of your deck. And then if it's by turn three, if you play another fetch, it's 12 more cards, glimpse you, and then, like, you're almost out of a deck at that point. Like, you can be milled out by turn four. And that's if you, if you don't even have, like, if you have like an archive trap in your hand or whatever, right. it's even faster. They always have an archive trap. They always have an archive trap. Dude, that deck has Ancestral Recall in it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it does. That's like the one thing that tempts me. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, glimpses are back up to $10 now. They Those things were like 86 cents. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. But $10, that's so steep. Oh, you know also what it is? I bet you it's also getting some some like edh love because there's there's some crazy mill card that got printed in the jump start yeah the some uh version. the mono blue dude yeah if you but were you can't mill, play glimpse in that deck well if you play i don't know people might play uh fenix as a mill commander and just play that dude in it i don't fucking know yeah all i know is that if cards start spiking i i go to edh first as the cult cult yeah the card spiking, and we don't know about the card. 
it's Bradley EDH. Well, yeah. Glimpse Unthinkable is a super known card. Yeah, I just don't think it would jump that high because why? I mean, so think about it this way though: like it, this this deck takes on a tournament, like it takes on a, a modern challenge. Let's look at the card. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish. <laughs> it takes on a modern tournament. Mill is a super cheap deck to build. Yeah. Super cheap. Like this deck, even after the Glimpse Spike, is four hundred ninety one dollars, and that's. That's with Archive Trap being one-fifth of the deck's cost. Like, it's probably just super cheap. And, like, if these things were 87 cents, that's, you know, $460 instead. That's a really cheap deck to build. True. Um, I would like and to that's look... probably mostly the lands, right? So, like, if you already had the lands... Yeah. Yeah. And, and one of them's Aboro, and Aboro's $50. Borrow. Yeah, that's the one that you pay one, bounce it back to your hand, so that way you keep getting landfall triggers on your crab. Yeah, that's been trending up. Yeah, because also field of the dead decks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Murphos. Stupid as fuck. Yeah. Um, but I I would look at like click on it and then see the date in which it might have spiked, because the tournament was like what three weeks ago. No, it was was a one. It was one week ago. It was before because that's when. Zendikar Rising became legal on Moto. It was a week ago. Oh, duh. Duh. Well. Oh, it's just always been that much. <laughs> no, it definitely dipped. Dude, what do we got? Uh, it used to be like a $40. Yeah, it was 50 bucks. Why the fuck would it be that expensive? Because it didn't have a reprint. Yeah, it, it never had a reprint. And it was like oh. the, the only card that cost anything for that whole fucking deck. Never mind. It's. I guess it's always been that much. What the fuck? Yeah, I guess you're tripping. Insert the always has been meme here. Yeah. What's you just got shot in the back of the head. Yeah. It's gone up sixty six <laughs> cents in the last week. Oh dang! That could be the spike. <laughs> could be We're the heading spike. there, yeah. baby. <laughs> um, modern wise. This is not MTG Finance. If anyone could. Figure I love out. MTG Finance. Those. So if you want to talk about it, hit me up. <laughs> Speaking of mill, though, and modern, a deck that you might not want to mill is this new hotness. Poor color on control. The the no land spy. Yeah, yeah, that deck. So canister. Oh yeah. Yeah. If if you don't know who canister is, canister breaks formats for fun. Um, I'm not going to speak to his personality, um, but I will say that he is a very very good brewer. Uh, he came up with. The reinvention of KCI. He came up with both Hogak variants, despite what Brian says. Uh, Dude, any fucking monkey could come up with that. Okay, but you didn't. I did. You I literally posted it in our chat the day that Hogak was spoiled, and you all just fucking brushed me off. Yeah, because we don't care. About I was you. I was like five cards off of the list. I just posted it that fucking day. The deck already goddamn existed. Okay, Canister is very smart. He's made, he's brewed up a lot of decks. I'm just not giving him Hogak any fucking. <laughs> that deck built a goddamn self. Okay. But go ahead, talk about the deck. So it's a new deck that he just brewed. This No Land Spy deck. So it's, it's, uh, so other decks have been doing this ever since the new sets with all these spell lands. The first one that people have talked about, and I know Brinson's going to mention that he was the first one to ever bring it up ever. Um, and he let everyone know, as a Char Belcher, Char Belcher doesn't have to play any actual lands anymore. They just play these spell lands. I didn't say that. 
Anyway, uh, <laughs> we did talk about that. I know I, I did bring it up. So this deck does the same thing. Only plays those as their their land base, and it plays. What is the spy? What's the name of the spy? Boggle. Balustrade. Balustrade spy. And it has when it <laughs> enters the battlefield, target player reveals cards from the top of their library until they reveal a land, and they put all those cards in the graveyard. And so when you play that, you target yourself, and you just mill yourself out, and you got Narc Amoebas. And the, the main thing is, so you have four Creeping Chills. So when I played against it, every time I played against it, they always flipped over four Creeping Chills. So they deal 12 right right at the get-go. They get Narc Amoebas to, attach, to trigger their Sword of the Meeks that they have. <laughs> and... They have like other artifacts that ramp them faster. They got Pentad Prism and Talisman of Resilience. Um, and the artifacts are relevant, obviously, to make it faster, to get to the four mana as fast as possible. But also for Salvage Titan. You wouldn't happen to know what Salvage Titan does, would you? Isn't, the that, top of your isn't it like a black uh, He's artifact got creature? So far, so uh, good. <laughs> oh, fuck, it's... I can't remember the the stats, but you can sacrifice, I think, three artifacts to return it to play. So, very close. Yeah. Uh, you, you can return it from your graveyard to your hand by exiling three artifacts from your graveyard. And to cheat it into play, you can sacrifice three artifacts from your hand. No, the, the artifacts have to be in play. Yeah, that wouldn't make sense. You may sacrifice three artifacts rather than pay... Yeah, that's what didn't didn't I say that? No, you said from your hand. <laughs> no, yeah, you play it from your hand. Sorry, yeah, right. yeah you made because you were saying you can just return it from the graveyard to the battlefield by a second. Yeah, like, you have to first return it to your hand and then play yeah. it. So yeah, you do that, which triggers your second creature being cast. Triggers oh, for your Vindvine. four Benjvines, and you swing and you kill. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> in case you guys can tell, I had not looked at this list oh my. at all. <laughs> it is. So you're gonna play this deck, aren't you? Oh yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking sweet. I'm uh, not gonna lie. So I love all the decks Canister makes, but don't you don't oh. have to you don't have to talk about them. And it plays one one Nexus of Fate, so you don't mill yourself. Yeah. You keep your one Nexus of Fate as your library, just in case it matters. Do you have other dredge cards so that you can keep like flipping it into the yard and so you don't have to draw it? Um, there are, so there was Taylor posted some uh, dredge variant with prize amalgam and I think um, the imp stinkweed, sure, stinkweed, yeah, yeah. Well, you'd have to have like a sh- shenanigans because you can't you can't flip more than what you have in your library. So if the card is like dredge five and you only have one card, you can't dredge. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Then I don't know. I would have to relook at that list that he sent me, but Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. Huh. It's 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 pretty good though. Yeah, it I goes off pretty that. fast. Yeah, I mean the only problem with that deck is drawing there's so many cards that you need to mill. That's what I was saying. But like yeah. because of that, it's probably a really good mulliganing deck, right? Yeah, with the with the new mulligan. Yeah, because like he was talking to me about that. He's like, "Well, like, yeah, man, like you can just draw. Like this deck seems great." I'm like, "Do you draw your venge vines or like right. your creeping chills?" And then like it's kind of shitty. 
But, like, there are enough. It still technically runs, like, what is it? It, it runs four of the Mythic dual flip, dual face lands. It runs four of each. Yeah, yeah. so that's... So that's 16 lands. Yeah. It plays 20. Because it also plays... Uh, there's an uncommon Paleka. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Yeah. It shows 20 here. So... The, what is the... I don't know what that is. So it's it's a it's a it's a flip land that's just a swamp. It's if you flip it, it's a swamp on one side. But, oh yeah. Oh, just another. It's one just of another spell one. land. Just yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I, I thought it was like some other cool thing from a different set. No, no. no. <laughs> okay. Cool. cool. Are you gonna go play this in a league after this? I might. So even if you draw your vengevines, so like the nuts is doing all of those things, right? Attacking with all your Venge Vines, getting through, and all four Creeping Chills, which like that is 16 overkill. plus 12, that's 28 damage. Yeah. Yeah, so how do you beat Soul Sisters? How do you, <laughs> how do you beat Infinite Life? Yeah, how do you yeah. beat Infinite Life? <laughs> that's a good question. I don't think you can. This deck cannot. Um, that's important. If your deck can't beat Infinite Life, what are you doing? Just needs Phyrexian Altar in there and then mill them out. Still not enough. Yeah, you can't beat Infinite Life. Well, this deck is garbage. <laughs> We're done here, boys. I really hope that guy listens to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to be listening to our podcast after the color mixing thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that. So, I think we're going right. pretty long too. So. No, we're only at hour fifteen. Yeah. yeah, we still haven't. Yeah, we're, we're about to dive back into that. Good transition yeah. again. Da 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 da. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we had the good pass, and then we flopped it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Passing, you, wanna, you guys want to dig more deep into uh, the, the, the shadow tech? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not too deep. Come Fuck, on. We should have just done this all from, from the beginning. Because you already forgot. Yeah, that, like my head's just totally different spot. Burn. No, I'm just kidding. Play, play burn shadow. That's, that's one option. Yeah, you definitely do burn shadow. I think that a lot of people are going to gravitate towards that. So if you are getting ready for this tournament, also have tech for that. Like four collective brutality is probably going to be great. Yeah. Hmm. Just, it's going to be okay. (laughs) It's not going to be great. It's never great. It seems kind of weird. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I also think that the, like the straight up Rakdos deck that just came out for shadow is going to be very good for this event. You have very good threats. You have a very fast clock. Like I think that that deck will be quite good. I don't want to say that that's what everybody should play. I think that you should be a little bit more creative, but I think that version will still be good. Creativity is phooey. Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely... You guys didn't want to give it out. Don't. But... What? The the awesome answer. No, we're not giving that out. Oh, the artifact? No. <laughs> oh no yeah. no don't get that no, out. No, no. No. We're not <laughs> no, that no. Out. well I will just say that I think there's a control deck a, con- a more controlling variant there are some very uh, there's a lot of answers that are uniquely good in this format and you could go for a longer game and maybe have some more card advantage stuff uh, I don't like what you're doing. <laughs> not a fan. <laughs> <Yeah>. Otherwise, like I, he's gonna like drop that card in like in one of his ends. Like, yeah, I mean, I would. Just... 
Uh, it's so hard not to isolate. I said it. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Nate's going to be a rich man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the card's going to spike from this tournament. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Quick, everybody, buy your isolate because of this one online tournament. It's going to have eight people. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably going to be 16. Let's, Don't undersell it right hey, I'm Hey, I'm just preparing myself, guys. I hope you guys join it. It's going to be It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I really no, I, hope I win, but uh Yeah. But no, there's um We didn't talk about the prizes either. Did we? Did we not talk about I don't think we did. Oh shit. Did we not talk about yeah, I don't think we did either. God. Let's we, talk about the prizes. God, we are all over the place. Dude, <laughs> yeah, we need to give a little something here to the people that waited for us to give some sweet tech. And you guys are just like, here's the super obvious stuff. We have some sweet tech. We're not going to fucking tell you though. Fuck we can't give them all the tech. Yeah. Cause then, then all the, the decks point? is going to be like homogenous. Yeah. No, we yeah. can't give. we gave them some good. We can give them some more. We can't give it all though. Okay. You got to keep them coming for more. Well, you give I, it all. if I, you're going to go for the burn route, play deflecting palm. I will say that. Ooh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually something I didn't think about. <laughs> yeah. Deflecting palm will fucking wreck. If you're going to go the control route, uh, you're going to need two elements added into your deck. You're going to need some form of inherent card advantage. Uh, whether if you're going the Jun route, maybe like Blood Braid, Elf, or Round uh, Six. Ren six, or you could play something like Ranger of Eos. That's something that's been played in the past. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, hate wait, it. Ranger of Eos or Ranger Captain of Eos? Captain. Ranger Cap- whatever the one that the finds new your one. one drops. Well, both of them find your one drops. The new one that you sacrifice yeah. and can't cast non creatures, right? Yeah. The new one from Horizon. Okay. Right? Modern Horizons. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. Play Jesus. both. Dude, I don't give a shit. Whatever <laughs> you want. Yeah. You do you. Yeah. Uh, but that was probably better. But you play, know, play you can play gold if you want. Yeah. Play <laughs> so good. That's all we do is talk about how good Earl is. Do it. Except that your 18 lands is going to be a little rough. But yeah. Yeah. Fuck. You really want to say it, dude. I can, I, I I can see Okay, it. let's talk about something else. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk no. about prizes. Okay, fine. Unless you have something else. But now don't. Don't say yeah. it. Uh, and <laughs> you also would probably want some sort of recovery uh, for your life total. Because there are going to be so many aggressive things. Yeah. Uh, so Luris is actually Luris, probably very good. Luris is actually very good um, as a way that it doesn't have to gain you life when you don't want to, but you can. That's so also, there. this is this is the other tech that I want to talk about because mm-hmm. you and I have talked about this, yeah. and this isn't like super oblivious to some people. If if you're going to do like this more mid range or controlling deck, you because of the deck stipulation that we created of you have to have four street wraith in your main deck, you could not have Luris as your companion. Like, let's say that you're going against a Burn Shadow version, where it's just Burn Shadow. Street Wraith is very bad in that matchup. So what you actually get to do is you get to cut all four of your Street Wraith in the board, and then you get to turn Lurus into your companion. So you will always will have access to it rather than having to dig for it. So you get to side out the main deck Lurus, or multiple if you're feeling spicy, uh, and your Street Race to bring in whatever good cards you have to bring in, and then you also have Lurus as your companion now. Uh, so it, it's almost like getting two free sideboard cards yep it's really really nice but if you're also going to run oh yeah never mind never mind never mind disregard but but yeah uh so those are definitely cards to look for um 
Yeah, and so like, what are typically the better versions of uh, Death Shadow for mirror matches? Like, is it four color? Is it the aggro? Four color is generally the best. Okay. Yeah, like, because it gets access to more threats. Uh, dude, I don't know if that's true anymore with the Scourge. Like, the Scourge is just yeah. like, flip the like the Shadow world on its head. Oh, like, I played, I, I played Grixis Death Shadow last night, and I played against the Black Red Shadow deck, and he had the Scourges, and I didn't have Scourges. It didn't feel close. Like, mm. he was just way ahead all the time. And, like, him have, also having access to Lurus, like, also made that really awkward. So, it was... It was tough. Like, honestly, it was tough. So, I don't know. I, I think that I need to do more testing before I can give a definitive answer. I would... Mm. I would love to just sit down and play shadow mirrors all day and like find out what's good. But like four color used to be the best because it had access to Goyf and it had access to stubborn and So it made sure. you a better threat dense deck with also having traverses to go find your threats when you need to GDS has always been the better at answering the cards. The issue is, is that you don't have as much control over your deck. Like thought scour is not preordained. It is not ponder. It is not mm. brainstorm. You lose cards in the process. So, um, but I would probably say that black red's still probably the best shadow variant right now. So okay. I might be able to beat up the mirror too. But again, Summer Denial is a hell of a card, and I don't think that card should be undervalued in this tournament. Oh yeah, dude. Stubb's gonna be great in this tournament. Yeah. If there's a reason to play blue, it's Stubb. Yes, hundred percent. Maybe a little bit of Snapcast Mage. Or Jace the Mind's culture in your sideboard. Boom. There's that card advantage. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you'll you'll want to have something if you're trying to be the slower, if you don't want to be the black-red guy. But, yeah, so that those are our level two tips. Those are pretty good tips. Those are pretty pretty good tips, I think. Yeah. You're just really trying to speed <laughs> us along. So yeah, we don't yeah, get I mean, the we're, we're running out of time. <laughs> yeah. For level three tips, prove to me that you listen to this freaking podcast and message me directly. Ooh. Yeah. And or through, well, don't do it to, well, message on the Discord. Or through our OnlyFans. OnlyFans. Yeah. That Ooh. works as well. Do we want to discuss prizes? Yeah, because okay. we need to we need to cover that. And you should add that to the beginning. I'm sure it'll be easy. You're an amazing editor. I'm not going to do that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> do we really not? Okay, so for the prizes... Uh, guaranteed prize support uh, is going to be a Death Shadow card. Either, okay, I'm, I'm just going to put Alyssa <laughs> on the spot here. She's going to alter a trophy or otherwise indicate that you were the champion of this Death Shadow tournament. You were the greatest Death Shadow player ever. Something to that effect. Yes. Uh, and also a custom playmat with the custom art that Alyssa made for us for the Shadow Showdown which hopefully you've seen it by the time you listen to this. Uh, but we got the two shadows showing It out. looks sweet. It, it looks sweet. Uh, so it's going to have that art, and it's going to say on it that, you know, you were the champion of the sh- shadow showdown with the date on it. So the shadow it. showdown showcase. Sure. That's so many. Sh- yeah, sh- yeah, sh- yeah, yeah, I know. Sh- sh- anyway, uh, so that you can prove to all of your friends that you're the greatest shadow player ever, and then they will all bow down to your. They're all living awesome. your shadow. Yeah. Yes. Boom. You can lay the playmat out 
to whatever events you go to and people will immediately I'm actually pretty jealous as somebody who plays Shadow for pretty much every major modern event. I'm a little jelly. Yeah. I, I and I can't compete. So and that that's the guaranteed prizes. Based on attendance, we will offer additional prizes in the form of packs. You have to be in the US in order to receive prizes. Sorry if we have any international listeners. But yeah, we gotta ship it to you. So we're we're gonna say that you have to be in the US to receive prizes in this tournament. Uh, but then we will mail you out uh, your prizes. Uh, so hopefully we get a lot of people. We can offer a lot of packs. Otherwise, shadow and a shadow playmat. It's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and so it's going to be Saturday, this Saturday, right? October third, mm-hmm. ten a.m. I suppose. It's it's all on Bradley. He's got to work. Yeah, yeah. he's got to work later on, and we got to have the shadow guy in there. We gotta have a shadow guy in there. He's, yeah, he's just just, just so you guys know, you're gonna have to play against our one of our shadow experts from the pack. Uh, he will be in there. Yeah, yeah. But we have not shared any of our sweet tech with him or anything beyond uh, what you can hear on this podcast. So I think I think he'll come up with fair. his own. I yeah, think I'm, I'm sure he will. He, yeah, he is a very 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 good deck innovator. Like. He the reason why he's six would with at the uh, SCG event is because he came up with his own sideboard tech in a meta where Grixis Death Shadow should not have been good. And I'm going to spring this on everybody right now. If a pack member wins, we're doing a another tournament and we're putting all the prize support on that one. Okay. Besides the the. Oh, another Death Shadow one with the playmat yeah, stuff? Dude. Oh, no, we're, I'm taking that playmat, dude. We're gonna, <laughs> I'm taking that playmat. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll do another playmat, though. But we're going to keep stacking up the prize support until someone can take down the pack. It's gonna. Well, we're going to be one and done here. <laughs> like, let's be fucking... I, I'm just saying, I think it would be really lame if a uh, pack member just takes down all the prize support. Yeah. I mean, I, I still think the winner of the Death Shadow thing should... Yeah, take the death yeah, shadow. No, they, yeah, stuff. they get the shadow, but like the they, packs, but and like stuff, any any packs, the packs won't addition. take the packs. Yeah, the packs won't take the packs. I like right. that. Yeah, yeah, no pack for the pack. Any additional prize sports just gonna keep rolling over until someone beats the pack. Yep. Okay, I I kind of dig it. Yeah, that was that was just an idea I just had. That was that was a good impromptu idea. You should have yeah. more of those because the ones <laughs> you think about for too long suck. Yeah, I know. All right. right. <laughs> Do you got any more tips or tricks you want to bring up? You got anything else you guys want to plug? What's, what are we at? What are we doing? Um, not really. I guess check. Well, so is it easy to find on MTG Melee? Do you think? I mean, it should be if you know the date. You can and all the tournaments come up, right? Yeah, all the tournaments come up. If you know the date, you can go to that day, see all the tournaments that are going. And it's officially posted on there by the time this will be recorded, correct? Yeah, when, yeah, it'll be under modern, right? You guys are gonna go up there with me right now. We are going to make the tournament. You got it. I got to take a detour on the way though. And it'd be it'd be on the modern thing because you can select the format. Yeah, it is going to be listed as a modern tournament. It's going to be on October third. And I believe you can also look us up as the Fanny Pack. Uh, find it, find it that way. 
And so, streaming on Twitch through uh, we're, the Fanny we're, Pack. Yeah, we're also going to have it linked on our website at packmtg.com. Uh, Alyssa or, made an event section for our website last night. So And our, you can find it on Facebook as well. And, for, yeah, on Facebook, uh, you can look up the, f- the Fanny, Fanny Pack. Oh, we have a Facebook yeah, account. Yeah, I didn't we, even know this. Yeah, dude, we, we're on everything. We're on, we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're, yeah. Grinder. So, we're, we're gonna have to we're gonna be advertising this everywhere we're gonna have direct links to the tournament so if you don't feel like navigating the mtg melee website just go to your preferred social media or packmtg.com all right i think that's and, everything uh, right so you guys are on grinder too <laughs> i've never we, we are not individually but as a group i think we are. oh yeah, yeah we're <laughs> Yeah, we're just okay. <laughs> well, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next Saturday for the event. Ah. Uh, oh.